Welcome to Ginger Tea, the podcast. I'm Raven. Here, we'll discuss all things mental and emotional wellness. It's my hope that everything shared here will pour into your life in the best possible way. This is a space for community healing. So grab your cup and let's spill. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Ginger Tea, the podcast. This is episode 11. Wow. You know, I'm always excited to be with y'all for another episode, and I'm so grateful to you guys for listening and supporting in any way you can. Just want to remind you, this wouldn't be an intro if I didn't. Want to remind you guys to please rate and review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It really puts the podcast in the path of potential listeners. Um which is ultimately what we want and what we enjoy. So we enjoy your listening, your listens, and we enjoy your feedback. So please spread the word, do what you can, get us out to the people, you know, all that good stuff that I tell you every time we talk. But yeah, I appreciate all the support that's happening thus far, and I appreciate you guys listening and um, being here for our 11th episode. That's just so wild to me. So thank you. Now, moving on to the affirmation. So before we get into this affirmation, I want you guys to really find a comfortable seated position. Inhale, bring your shoulders up to your ears. Exhale, drop your shoulders down and back. And repeat this affirmation. My body and my being is a safe place to be. My body and my being is a safe place to be. One more time. My body and my being is a safe place to be. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Exhale. And just let that affirmation resonate with you. Let it ring true for you. Um, Let it be a reminder for you, especially for those of us who may experience anxiety or fear or doubt or anything like that. Just remember that despite all those feelings, you are safe and you are well and you can trust yourself. So moving on to um, the tea that I'm drinking. I actually have tea this time because I know last time, (laughs) last time I was just keeping it all the way real with y'all. I had lime water and I have no regrets. That's what I needed at the moment. But today I actually have tea. Um, I did my usual ginger root, lemon, turmeric powder, ground cinnamon, and honey. And then I poured that over a bag of Solar Plexus Chakra Tea by Buddha Teas. So y'all know I love Buddha Teas. They have all the different types of teas for almost anything, it seems. And so for the Solar Plexus, that chakra is essentially located in the upper belly area, like in the diaphragm. And it's known to be the center of personal power. 
So the solar plexus chakra is all about personality, self-identity, ego, authenticity, and all those things. So, you know, really trying to activate like or lean, tap more into self-confidence and personal power and motivation and things like that. So that's what that tea is for. And then, you know, ginger root, lemon, turmeric, all those things are good for immunity and overall health. So I'm really getting all my things with this cup of tea tonight. Um, Yeah. So let's just jump right in. I want to talk about accountability. And I want to talk about it in a way that allows us to see it um, with a lighter perspective. I was looking up the definition of accountability um, and the word that came up or a synonym for it was responsibility. And then I looked up the definition, like the textbook definition of responsibility. And the first word that jumped out at me was blame. And I realized that blame is part of the reason why accountability is so challenging for us. Because we don't want to be at fault. We don't want to be wrong. We don't want to feel shameful after doing something wrong, quote unquote. We don't want to be to blame for unfortunate things happening or, you know, someone's feelings being hurt or something going wrong. We don't want to be to blame for any of that. And so that that those are the things that we think about when we hear the word accountability and As I continue to just explore myself and my healing, I'm coming to realize that we can really use accountability as a tool in our healing and our self-care. We don't have to allow it to make us feel guilty. And we don't have to allow it to make us feel like we have to hold on to guilt. Like accountability can be, if we allow it, it can be the gateway to so much healing, so many answers and so many experiences and opportunities. I know that sounds, you know, a little crazy when you think about accountability and responsibility and all that, but I don't know. I have been really thinking about discipline. And how it's been such, um, for lack of a better word, it's been such a struggle for me to stay disciplined. Like, if I say I want to get off my phone or I want to use my phone less, but then I still, I'm still on my phone for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> I feel guilty, you know? And I mean... I'm still not getting off my phone, but not only am I not getting off my phone, I still feel guilty about it. And so I'm thinking, like, what if I stop looking at discipline and accountability as a punishment and just embraced it as a as a way to just support myself? Like, 
I could just I can just remind myself like, hey, you're not getting off the phone or you're not wanting to put your phone down because it's a bad thing. You're wanting to put your phone down so that you have more space for yourself, more time to rest, more time to work on the things that you say that you love and that you're passionate about. And being disciplined is just honoring that need and honoring, making a commitment and honoring it. It doesn't have to be strict. It doesn't have to be this like hard set thing. It just has to be something that you know will support you and that will motivate you to stick to it. That's really what discipline is. That's really what accountability is. There's so much power in being able to hold ourselves accountable. To me, that represents um, self-awareness more than anything. Like when I'm able to say, okay, I probably could have done this better. When I'm able to say that, and that's not to say that there's anything wrong with anybody else holding me accountable, but I am less likely to take that accountability personal if I'm already in the practice of holding myself accountable. If I'm able to say, hey, I know that I could have done this better. It probably would have produced this kind of result. If I'm able to say that, then that shows that um, I'm aware of, one, my humanness, that I'm not perfect and that everything won't always go perfectly or the, or ideally. And two, I'm aware of where I can improve, which means I'm still teachable, which means I'm still open to learning which means I don't know everything and that I know I don't know everything and which kind of quiets my ego and allows me to just have grace for myself. That's really what accountability is showing itself to be for me. Grace. It's not a punishment. Me holding myself accountable is not saying, oh my gosh, you are a terrible person for what you did. You are just not worthy of forgiveness. That's not accountability. Accountability is, hey, you know, when you said that thing, it hurt their feelings. So just apologize for it and ask how you can be better. Forgive yourself and move on. Accountability is not sitting in guilt because honestly, when you think about it, what can we really do with guilt? What can we really do? What does guilt what does guilt do for us besides keep us wallowing and 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 being mad at ourselves and feeling shameful and feeling unworthy? It really does nothing for us. I know for me sometimes I I sit in guilt because I feel like um whoever was on the other end of whatever I did I owe it to them to be guilty but it's like you being guilty isn't serving anyone especially if you haven't apologized nothing is resolved and you're still feeling sorry for yourself it's just really and I'm not trying to miss the dismiss the heaviness of guilt but I'm just saying if we held ourselves accountable from a place of grace and compassion the guilt wouldn't stick around as long as we allow it to because we would just naturally understand that we are human, just like the next person. We all are human and we all are capable of getting things wrong and right.
And so being able to understand the duality in that, just it just makes us more aware of who we are in the world and what we really need to be our best selves. It takes so much power to check ourselves, especially in a world that feeds off of our guilt. If you haven't already tapped into what's happening, um, this world and this society is profiting off of us wallowing in guilt, feeling sorry for ourselves, and feeling like we don't deserve things. The world is profiting off of that in every way. So for you to be able to say, hey, I need to check myself on this, that's power. That's power. And for you to be able to accept feedback from somebody, that is power. Your ability to release guilt and embrace forgiveness to move on to a resolution, that takes so much strength. And just like anything else, you have to put it into practice and then it becomes habit. Then it's your default to check yourself first and to reflect first before taking things personal. It's your default to say, hey, how am I contributing to this situation and what can I do to make it better for not just me, but for all parties involved? And that doesn't mean that we're responsible for everyone, but it does mean that we understand that we're responsible for our part, for our part in it. And that, and that, to me, when you think about it in a way of like, okay, this is helping me to grow, I'm no longer associating accountability with punishment or with doing something wrong or with feeling guilty or with being bad. I'm, I'm, I'm associating it with personal power for my ability to be like, hey, for one, for my ability to, to trust myself. When I'm holding myself accountable, it reaffirms that I can trust myself and it reaffirms that I know myself, that I'm taking the time to listen to myself, to get clear on what I value, to get clear on what I need, to get clear on the things that I like and dislike so that I'm not putting myself in situations or even so, because you really can't control anything, but just knowing that You've got your own back. That's really what accountability is. It's you having your own back. It's not about you being wrong. It's not about you being at fault. It's about you being able to say, hey, these are my boundaries. I didn't like when you did this. Or it's about saying, hey, this person said this to me. I'm going to respect that. Apologizing when you overstep somebody's boundaries or apologizing when you hurt somebody's feelings. Another thing is apologizing doesn't automatically admit guilt. It just shows that you care and that you acknowledge somebody else's feelings other than your own. And as I'm talking about this and expressing this, I'm just starting to see just how easy it is to twist the meaning of words and to, and to, they they can they can mean something totally different and shift the whole trajectory of your life cuz you have people out here who as- directly associate responsibility and accountability with negativity with something bad with unworthiness 
And that's just not what it is. I mean, that may be the experience. But think about how just now how because I used to be that way. I used to think, no, if somebody is, especially if other people are holding me accountable, I would just think. Even if they did it in love, I would just feel so guilty and wrong after that and so ashamed. Like, oh, my gosh, I messed something up. And now it's just like when somebody um, gives me any feedback or is holding me accountable, I, I honestly expect that from people that say they love me and care about me. I expect them to tell me when they see room for improvement. I don't have to agree. That's another thing, y'all. I don't have to agree. You don't have to agree. But you also don't have to be mad at somebody else or mad at yourself for seeing a place, seeing room for improvement. This is all a part of growth. This is all a part of releasing our ego so that we can really take care of ourselves. Taking care of ourselves is honoring the commitments that we that we make with ourselves. It's honoring the boundaries that we set for ourselves. That's really what self-care is. It, it, it is, you know, staying hydrated, getting enough sleep, you know, getting massages, eating good food. It's all those things. And it's also saying, okay, I could have done this better. It's also saying, okay, I don't feel hurt. Let me express myself to my loved ones. It's also saying, hey, me saying this doesn't really contribute anything to the conversation, so I'm not going to say it. You know, it's like it's like it's the details. Self-care is in the small details, the choices that you make on a day-to-day, your daily habits. And accountability is part of that. Being responsible for your own actions is not a punishment. It is a gift. So I want to move into the prompt, the journal prompt, because, you know, I never leave you guys without a journal prompt. This prompt is kind of, mm, I say it's kind of deep, but I don't know, like what's not deep these days? You know, we're really talking about ourselves and how we can heal and be better. And all of that is deep, depending on your personal experiences. So um, just take your time with this prompt. Remember that you're not submitting your response to the teacher. (laughs) Nobody is grading your journal prompt. So be as honest with yourself as possible. Because going back to being accountable, in order to truly be accountable, you have to be honest. You have to be honest about where you're falling short. You have to be honest about where you're not falling short. Like You have to operate out of truth and integrity so that you can really be self-aware. Like I think... We withhold things from people and from ourselves so that we don't, like, tarnish our image or we want to, like, control the narrative that people have about us. But, like, the best thing you can do is be yourself. The best thing you can do is be honest. That's how we're going to hold ourselves accountable is being honest and then moving better. When you know better, you do better. That's, like, a cliche thing, but it's true. It's really true. That doesn't mean that you don't fall short sometimes, but at least you know. And you have to hold yourself accountable for knowing so that you continue, you can continue to do what's best for you. It's all about making better choices for yourself, y'all. So, okay, here's the prompt. Think of something you haven't fully forgiven yourself for. 
What lessons did you learn? Now write a love note extending forgiveness from you to you. So that's pretty loaded. And, you know, you can revisit this prompt as often as you need to with as many things, with as many topics as you need to. But go as deep as your soul will allow you to. Like, really go there. Because a lot of the things that we are holding ourselves hostage to, a lot of the things that we haven't forgiven ourselves for, so much could open up in our lives when we just face it and forgive ourselves. Like, not not waiting on other people to tell us that they forgive us, but hearing it from ourselves, looking in the mirror and saying, hey, I forgive you for this. And rather than, rather than focusing on the guilt and the shame of that thing, focus on the lessons that you learned from it that you can take with you. And then write a love note to yourself that helps you to release all of that, that, that is a reminder of your own self-forgiveness. And just watch how things open up for you. Watch how much grace you're able to give to other people just because you extended so much grace in this moment. And yeah, that's all I got. I'll talk to y'all next time. Thanks for listening to Ginger Tea, the podcast. I hope your cup was filled and I hope you'll come back for more. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe if this was something you enjoyed. And stay connected at Ginger Tea, the podcast on Instagram. Until next time, be light.